Hello, hello. My name is Lily Sandberg. My pronouns are she, her, and I am excited to be your guest speaker this morning for this very special morning, this Palm Sunday experience. I am so overjoyed that Reverend Ogan had reached out to me to be able to flex some of my ministerial chops. For those of you who don't know me, I am a third-year ministerial student through Unity Worldwide Spiritual Institute, and I will be ordained this upcoming June. So it is really fun to be able to live into my call, to be able to play minister for a Sunday, and to be able to bring the story of Palm Sunday, one of my most favorite Sundays, to you and with you. Because I think ministry is something that we do together. Discovery of self, especially discovery of scripture through a metaphysic and myutic lens is something that is richer when we do it together. And so that is part of what we will be able to do this morning. And my talk title, At Peace or In Pieces, A Jerusalem Experience, directly calls into the peace of Jesus that I love the most. The Jesus that is in pieces, the Jesus that is human, the Jesus that we can see so clearly in this Palm Sunday experience, had some feelings about this whole thing. Because Palm Sunday serves a few purposes in, in the world now. But for Jesus, what this meant was the culmination of his human life in this world that it was the catalyst for a big week full of not only Palm Sunday, but all that transpired until Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday. That in this week, there is life and there is death. There is joy and there is pain. There is togetherness and there is intense loneliness. And Jesus is the key figure of all of it. And so for us as people who are new thought or Christian or however you want to categorize yourself, we are looking at this Palm Sunday experience through our own perspective, our own 21st century understanding. And one of the pieces that I love about scripture is being able to take it through many frames of reference. Because when we are looking at it from our 21st century eyes and putting our own meaning, sometimes we miss things. And if you've been in unity for a while, you have heard about metaphysical interpretation, being able to use the, the symbols and the meaning beyond the words, beyond the physical in the scripture. And Palm Sunday and these scriptures is, is one of the juiciest to be able to, let, to dive into. But I like to take it a step farther and I will challenge you into this because this is our Jerusalem experience. This is our Palm Sunday, not only individually, but collectively. And I'm going to take us a step farther. I'm going to take us into myutic interpretation. And basically that is looking at the words after we metaphysically interpret them and we ask the question, how is this my story? How is this happening in the world today? What is the relevant pieces for my spiritual development in this world that I am called to take action on? So let's dive in. One of the coolest things about Palm Sunday and the story of Jesus is that it's seen in all four Gospels. There are so few stories that you see in all four Gospels, period. Even the, even the birth story of Jesus, you see very important details omitted or added in each one of the gospels. 
But for this, for Palm Sunday, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John not only have this story, but have this story with very similar details. And so that tells us one of a few things. That tells us this probably happened. And it probably happened pretty similarly to how it is described to us. It also tells us that if there are differences, those are differences that are sometimes very meaningful to the writer. And the last thing is that we can create a snapshot of a story basically combining all four of these gospels to give a little bit of the, the, uh, the shortened version of Palm Sunday versus when we have to, you know, for the birth story, for example, go through each one and kind of pick and choose. This gives us a very direct, a very straightforward way to look at the scripture. And so just for personal preference, I am going to pull from the story of Matthew. And so in Matthew 21, it reads, when they had come near Jerusalem and they had reached Bethag and the and Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village ahead of you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say the Lord needs them and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what has been spoken through the prophets saying, tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. So we're going to pause there because I want to connect some dots for you because it is incredibly meaningful, not only for us to understand, but it was very meaningful for the people who were living this at the time. Jesus highlights the prophecy that says, tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey. He is directly referencing a, a scripture and a prophecy that would have been known by the people of the time. And that comes to us from Zechariah 9, 9. And so Jesus knows this very well. Jesus was a teacher. Jesus knew what he was teaching the people from their knowledge that they already had. So the people who were following Jesus and who knew of Jesus's life and legacy, they knew that prophecy that we now find in Zechariah. And so he is saying, go and find these because I am going to fulfill this prophecy to a T so that people will know that I am the son of God, the king riding on the donkey. Okay, we will continue. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them. And he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowd that went ahead of him and that followed shouted, Hosanna to son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil asking, who is this? The crowd were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth, Galilee. So a few things for us to be able to take out of the last half of this. People were putting their cloaks down and cutting branches to line the streets. Imagine like an NFL parade these days. This is the equivalent. 
this is the MVP hoisting the trophy coming into your town. And the way that they could honor Jesus was by putting their cloaks down, something that was incredibly important for their safety and their warmth, putting them down to pave the way for his coming into Jerusalem. It was not just a sign of honor, but it was also a piece of connecting them and supporting Jesus in this walk into Jerusalem. The other piece is blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, that people knew Jesus was intrinsically connected to God, not only through his teachings and his life, but they knew it. But the piece they don't know is what will happen at the end of this week to Jesus. But they are in it that Jesus is coming into this city with followers and they are met in the city being in turmoil, asking who is this? Because what was happening at the time of this entrance of Jesus was that there was other things happening in Jerusalem at that time. And Jesus was not welcome in Jerusalem. The people who followed Jesus were not very welcome in that city either because they were in direct conflict with the teachings of those that were in power of the time. How many times have we walked into this space where we probably are not welcomed because we are putting up a fight against an institution that does not serve us anymore? Maybe it's just me, but I find many people in unity who have that similar story. And so what I love when we take this story, we can start to break it down. And so when we turn to the metaphysical Bible dictionary, we see that Jerusalem is the holy city, that that is the place where all of the goodness of God is made manifest. And it symbolizes a place within us that is peace, that holds a vision of peace, that has the possession of peace, that is the abode for the presence of peace of God. And so when we talk about Jesus walking into Jerusalem, we take Jesus as a symbol as well, that we know in unity, the Christ that was in Jesus, Jesus, the Christ, that Christ light is within us too. And so we take Jesus as the spiritual I am identity, that Christ consciousness that is within each of us. And going to Jerusalem, Jesus walking in there, that is Jesus taking that final step of shedding anything that is not the truest, most pure form of his I am self, of his Christ self, and walking into the space of peace. And so for us, how I take this is that when I am moving into a space of peace, I have to shed all of the layers that are not the truth of who I am, are not the truth of how I connect with spirit and leave them outside of the walls of my inner Jerusalem. But the pieces that I connect, the pieces of the story that are meaningful to me is some of the pieces of Jesus, of his humanness of the Jesus as personality, the Jesus, you know, who is working within Christ, but has not got to that free expression of the Christ without the body, which comes with resurrection. That for me, 
if I was Jesus riding in on that donkey, I would have been scared beyond belief. I would have been really upset with God. We see that in, in the garden before Jesus is hanging on the cross, he gets frustrated with God, that we know that Jesus was a human with feelings and big feelings sometimes. And so I want to bring us to another story of, of this entrance into Jerusalem, and we can find it in Luke. And so very much the same opening sends two disciples to go and get him a donkey. And so he rode in, people were spreading their cloaks on the road and everyone is shouting, blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, teacher, order your disciples to stop. Jesus answered, I tell you, if they were silent, the stones would shout out. That Jesus knew that coming in with all of these people, coming in, fulfilling this prophecy of the king coming in on a donkey, that was going to be a big deal. That if, if his disciples were quiet, even the stones would shout. And it goes on to say in Luke, as he came near and saw the city, Jesus wept over it saying, if you, even you, had recognized on this day the things that would make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. That if I was Jesus, if I was Jesus even knowing that at the end of this week, I would not be here physically anymore. If I made those choices to show up and be bold and fulfill the prophecy, I would not expect Jesus to weep. I think it's a peculiar reaction and many other scholars do when they look at this. But for me, it is a breath of fresh air because Jesus is weeping. How many times do we not know what's coming next and tears are the only thing that comes, not answers? That how many times for us are we saying if we only knew what would make peace, we would do it, but it is hidden. That this is part of the piece of Jesus in pieces that I love so much about this story that we only see in Luke. That we forget after the triumphant ride, Jesus may have wept. That if we are riding in to the holy city, that place of peace that is within us, if we are shedding all of the pieces of who we are that are not spirit and not of our purest Christ consciousness form, we might weep too because good gosh, that is hard work. That Jesus was very human in all of this, that he might have been putting on a brave face saying, I have to ride in on this colt of meekness and of humbleness to fulfill this prophecy. And I don't totally know what I'm doing here. That Jesus comes into Jerusalem and he weeps. That Jesus is in pieces. And sometimes that's okay for all of us as we are going into our own journey of shedding the cloak that is not spirit 
that we are laying that down, we can weep too. That it is good work and it is hard work. That Jesus was doing the good thing that was intrinsically his riding in on the donkey, saying the right thing, sending the disciples. It is for the Lord. And there may have been a pause in his humanity to say, peace is hidden from our eyes, even in Jerusalem, which is supposed to be the place of peace. Because many times before we get to a place of peace, before we have our own Jerusalem experience, where the fullness of who we are at our core is able to show up, we have to do a lot of hard work to get there. And I know for me on this spiritual journey, that tears have been part of this process. And if I was Jesus, knowing that if I entered this city, I may not leave, I will not leave, I would have cried too. And so I invite us to think about how is this story ours? How are we tasked to show up doing what is ours to do? And that is so hard. Sometimes showing up and fulfilling the role that is ours to do, saying the things that are ours to say, showing up in the spaces that are ours to fill, that is hard. What is that for you? What is the place that when you show up there and you do what is yours, sometimes it makes you weep? Sometimes it does not feel peaceful by any means. And when you think of what that is for you, I invite you to ask, which aspects of, of Jesus am I bringing with me? Am I bringing the humanness? Am I bringing the divinity? Because plot twist, we can't just bring one and not the other. We're on a spiritual journey, but we have to bring our humanity forward and our divinity comes too. But which one is taking the lead? Which one is on the donkey? Which one is pursuing the peace? Because for many of us, we are on this journey doing our spiritual work to be able to have our, our Christ consciousness take more of a lead to have our I am nature, that Jesus as the Christ come into Jerusalem, that place of peace that is always within us. And by no means do I think that any part of the human Jesus who wept and said that peace was hidden from the eyes and we did not recognize it. I, I think that that is a beautiful piece of us and of Jesus and of our human experience that we should bring forward too, of being able to, to be real and to say, I am, I am on this journey to find peace, to be my full Christ self, and it is hard, and we are not there yet. Because that is what this week sets us up for. That is what this journey sets us up for is being able to say, I am choosing to do what is mine to do. 
as Jesus was fulfilling his prophecy. And we are riding into Jerusalem where there is not peace now, but it is symbol that peace is possible, that peace within us is possible. Knowing that there is work to do to be able to have our Christ consciousness be fully there. And as we move forward into this Holy Week, we get to see so many expressions of Jesus. We get to see Jesus afraid. We get to see Jesus with his companions. We get to see Jesus in the most vulnerable pieces of his humanity. And then we get to see the resurrected Jesus. But today we get to start knowing the pieces of this Christ expression of our way shower and brother Jesus the Christ as one who rode into Jerusalem on the donkey of the people who were shouting, blessed is he, the King of David, Hosanna in the highest, laying down their cloaks. And Jesus knowing that this was not the end of his story by any means, but it was not maybe his favorite chapter. But that is what we are tasked to do is to keep writing in, to keep searching for that inner place of peace to do the work that is ours to, to do, to say yes to the prophecy that is ours, to live in the fullest expression of our Christ consciousness and to weep when we need to, when peace isn't there yet. And so I invite us to just take a breath because this is beautiful and hard work. And so we're just going to take a few minutes to sink in a meditation. And if you are comfortable in closing your eyes, I invite you to do so. If that doesn't serve you, I invite you to just lower your gaze and begin to find that rhythmic breathing of your body. Having that breath, find its rhythm breathing in and out, knowing that our breath connects us with spirit in this moment. And so in this now moment of being connected to spirit through our breath, we begin to tap in to the wisdom of our mind. Being able to know that our mind is working for us, tapping into the wisdom and imagination that is of spirit. And if there are thoughts that are crossing your mind that are distracting you from this now moment, I invite you to just press pause. And so as we tap into that wisdom of the mind, we come back to the knowing that we are fully human and fully divine, just as Jesus was. And just sit with that knowing, that wisdom of the mind for a minute.
fully human, fully divine. Can we shift our attention to our hearts, tapping into the knowing and the wisdom of the heart? that heart center, that inner kingdom, that sanctuary within, we tap into that space and that energy. But our heart knows who we are. that all of the pieces that are of God that are expressed as us, we know them deeply in our hearts. And we sink farther down into our body, into our gut, knowing that there is wisdom there. That gut instinct, that physical knowing that knows so clearly what is ours to do and what is not. And so in this Palm Sunday experience, we tap into the wisdom of the gut, knowing that whatever our prophecy is to fulfill, we will know. We will know without question. And so as we continue to breathe, we know the wisdom from our mind, our heart, and our gut are one and the same. We just might listen to them a little differently. We know that each of these pieces are for us and for our highest good, connecting us to the one presence and one power the source of all good. And so knowing that you are inherently and permanently connected to the source of all good in this world, we take one final deep breath in this meditative space and we slowly start to come back to this moment this place, this time. And if your eyes were closed, I invite you to open them. And wherever you are, I thank you for joining with me this morning 
as we jump into Palm Sunday and this rest of the Holy Week. I bless you in your journey of this Holy Week for you and the Christ that it is within you. Thank you so much for having me. Blessings.